0: Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will
1: throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at Tacova's.com.
0: Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S.
1: That's T E C O. V A S dot com and point your toes west.
2: <laughs> Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Chilling. You know, chilling. Just chilling. How's now? your Wednesday coming?
2: Listen, bruh, it's cold. It's officially winter in LA. So I'm dealing with that. I'm layered up with the sweaters, trying to stay toasty. But there's also a Star Wars Christmas special coming and I'm really excited to watch it.
1: Have you watched it?
2: I have it in my inbox. I have to watch it tonight. And Donald, I haven't seen the original Star Wars Christmas special. So I'm going to watch that too.
1: I mean, there's like a six minute conversation <laughs> in Wookiee with no subtitles. Ah! Original Star Wars Christmas special. It's like, like you're literally sitting there like, what? <laughs>
2: heard all of the like fans talk about it for years and i've heard about six minute wookie conversation um i've heard it kind of drags it mostly takes place among the wookies isn't that right
1: well that's what celebration originally started as it was like a from what i remember and i could be wrong so please don't quote me but originally like celebration was a wookie holiday and then it turned into the new year type holiday or the Christmas type holiday that comes Mm. once every cycle in the star Wars universe.
2: Got it. Got it. Yeah. I'm excited to check it out. I I've heard about it for so long. I'm finally going to take the deep dive as I solidify my star Wars fandom by watching literally everything they've put out, including what most people think is the worst thing they've ever put out. If you can find it, there's
1: other shows that are uh, like the Ewok adventures, uh the battle for indoor. These are all canon films too. These are things made by George Lucas. There's one thing that's not canon anymore, but there was a cartoon that came on Saturday morning back in the days, if you can find it, where it was like about the Ewoks also. What? And also it was about R2 and 3PO and all the masters that they had before somewhere in between where, you know, they were owned by other people before leia and her family owned and anakin but then that's all debunked now because anakin built 3po but like there's this whole story of the two of them being you know transferred from one owner to another sometimes by being stolen or you know their adventure with this one ends and so they join forces with this one and it has nothing to do with the rebel alliance it has nothing to do with anything it just has everything to do with the galaxy i don't know if it was before the empire or if the empire is there but it's before they're owned by the skywalker family and i don't know if this exists anymore but you can find it somewhere i'm sure
2: okay someone has it i'm sure our fans are gonna send us all of the links uh which we appreciate obviously uh this is why i'm so excited to do this show donald i had no idea that existed and now i feel like maybe all of those clone wars episodes based off of the like little mini droid missions and things were maybe inspired by this early animation work i'm for sure gonna have to go check it out
1: you've been watching the mandalorian though right
2: Every single Friday morning, it's nine a.m. What
1: oh Are oh, you t- nine a.m. I yes. wake up at like midnight. I'll literally, go- <laughs> I'll put the kids down at seven and wake up at eleven fifty-nine, just to watch it turn over. I I, 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 it. I I like the difficulty that I have trying to get Disney Plus to reload <laughs> so that the Mandalorian <laughs> episode, the newest episode, refreshes.
2: Why are I like you putting that. yourself such torment? When I wake up, it's already there. I just click go and we're ready. We're in it.
1: Cause I need to watch it like right away. And then I watch oh, it man. like three or four times.
2: Uh yeah, I can't I don't have time to watch it twice in a row, but I do watch it again when my roommate Andrew comes home. We pop it a second time for him. And it's great because my parents surprised us with a new, like, 70-inch Samsung TV. So They bought us a new sound bar. So we have just been having the greatest time experiencing The Mandalorian the way it should be viewed, you know? On a giant screen with a lot of full sound. It's been... This season has really impressed. I liked season one a lot. There's so much to love. I mean, of course, from The Child... You know, to like the Pedro Pascal reveal, Taika Waititi's appearance, and then to have so many like directors of color and women come in and like put their stamp on Star Wars. All of that was a lot of fun. But for me, as like a Star Wars fan, I was like, oh, this doesn't really feel connected to the larger universe. And I kind of lost in time. And I just, uh, oh, I don't know. And then, of course, Disney was just like, well, here you go. Here's all the things that you wanted to be better they figured out how to use, um, if you don't know, you should absolutely be watching the behind the scenes stuff on the Mandalorian. They did a basically like a season one recap with all the creatives. They shoot the Mandalorian in this like digital room. I think we've talked about it on fake doctors before, but it's a giant circle room. They can put up any background, bam, they're in a location. To me, the shooting of that in season one was rough. Like it lacked depth, which I think you really need to sell these big outdoor spaces. They figured that problem out. We have much more textured, um, settings which makes the whole thing feel more alive to me and then on top of that they gave us not just excellent performances not just great stories in the genre of western and samurai but they also linked us to the larger universe i know where we are in time now i understand my main villains a little bit better the child morgu am i saying his name right what'd you call him is it morgu right no grogu 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 with that hard M. <laughs> so Grogu is like, like he's become a full person. Like he's not just a child anymore. We have a backstory. It's been an amazing season. How are you enjoying season two?
1: Well, I, I gotta be honest with you. I think it's really good. I think it's yeah. way better than season one. I think this is, but I think this is how uh, Filoni is. Like if you watch all of the things that he's done. So like start, let's start with Clone Wars. When Clone Wars first came out, it came out as a WB movie. Mm. And it introduced this character, Ahsoka. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh my God, this is so annoying. The first season of Clone Wars, it's <laughs> cool. It's good and everything, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really catch pace until the third season and then it's off and running. Yeah, Dave Filoni learns his lessons and 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 similarly,
2: yes, develops understands what the fans wants and brings it back to us in a way that has value.
1: All of a sudden, Clone Wars is fire. Mm. Uh, Then comes uh, Rebels. Rebels comes out, and now people are like, Clone Wars is for teenagers and adults. Man, this Rebels thing is for kids. Why would I Mm -hmm. ever want to watch a show for kids? It was a difficult stick with it. By the Mm -hmm. end of the season, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is the best Star Wars I've seen in a long time.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: By season three, after they've introduced Ahsoka again, the Mm -hmm. person that everybody hated when she first was introduced (laughs) in the Warner Brothers movie, by the time they introduce her now, everyone's so crazy and they're out of their minds, right? Yes. So I feel with The Mandalorian, the first season it's just touching, okay, what what can we do? What is what's possible? You know, for storytelling also, it's like, all right, well, what will the audience accept? What won't they accept?
2: And we've never had Star Wars in this medium before in a thirty minute to an hour, depending on the episode, like in your face, once a week for six or eight weeks, experience. you know, are there giant movies or they're animated shows?
1: But this is what's great about this show. They're developing these characters before our eyes, and we're being blinded by what's in the show. You know what I mean—the mm-hmm. cameos and all of these things. But if you're really watching the show, this Din D'Jarin character is really dynamic. Yeah, With how it started and how it's going right now—he's a completely different man already. And we're only sixteen chapters in, seventeen chapters. Yes.
2: In. You know, Justin pointed out the other day that, like, if you think about the moments that Filoni, like, hones in on in Star Wars, specifically the Battle of the Fates and this idea that without a fully grown adult father, Anakin was always going to go the way Yoda initially thought he was going to go, right? He didn't have that that strong, guided teacher. Well, he had a a big brother.
1: He had a brother. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But he needed a father. Right. He needed somebody who was a
1: master already, which Qui-Gon was.
2: Yeah, and that's why Luke's guidance later, like, becomes so important to, like, his Padawans and him, like, struggling to figure out, like, first, you know, he's got old Obi-Wan, a person who's learned their lessons. But then he also has what um, Anakin was never really allowed to have, which is a trusted circle of friends, right? Anakin's too busy literally fighting a war, battling around. It's so interesting to me that he, Dave Filoni picks up on all of those ideas And flips it on his head and gives us a guy figuring out how do I be a dad, right? It's always sons looking for their fathers. But instead, this is a guy who's like, I guess I'll just step up into the position of being a dad. And it's really sort of thrilling and exciting to see that a parental figure can be not just like an action star, but also like we can explore those faults in an action space, in an action setting. I feel like so oftentimes when we get our heroes, you know, if we think about our classic 80s, specifically heroes are John McLeans and whatnots. They're like super macho guys who sort of are only after like a romantic love interest. And I like that the greatest love in this is between a father and a son. And that it's a father trying to figure out how do I be a good dad? It's just uh, it gives me all the warm fuzzies of like a classic Disney tale. But it's Star Wars. And I just think like... I'm excited that the company is figuring out how are we going to do Star Wars. And it's good.
1: And they're able to do it by giving the fans what they want. You know what I mean? Mm. Ahsoka, Boba Fett. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm going to say one thing. I, you know, the first Bill Burr episode. Bill, that's how you say his name? Bill yeah, Burr? Yeah,
2: Bill Burr, yeah.
1: The first Bill Burr episode. I was like, damn. Woo! He missed honey, it. Honey, it
2: took us all out. <laughs> he,
1: he missed so. it. They missed it. They missed it. You know what I mean? Cringy. You know, and... I wasn't like don't put him back on the show but I was like well maybe let's not you know focus just on that character. I'm glad it was just like a side mission. I'll just say this so when I heard he was coming back I was like I hope he you know what's going to happen cuz I remember mm-hmm. the last time what would how do they do this now?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he was bad on the show. It wasn't that it just it just didn't feel like it fit the tone of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But now that the Mandalorian, has, the world has opened up so big, a Stormtrooper tale is very interesting, especially after the war. Yeah. And it's also a redemption tale also. Mm-hmm. And to have Bill Burr come back and redeem not only the first performance where it seemed like he didn't really know, he didn't really know Star Wars or that he hated Star Wars or whatever it was, but he came back and he crushed man. Like oh. He freaking really did his thing in this episode.
2: Oh he man, the series sitting at the table, it's my with favorite this episode. commanding officer—it's your favorite episode. Wow, that's that. It's it's not mine, but it's a really good episode. Out of
1: all of them, it's my favorite episode.
2: Explain yourself. Why is this your it's favorite
1: episode? Most, it's the it felt the most like a TV episode out of all of them. It wasn't look who's on the show this week. It wasn't look at what we're doing this week. Look at all the Easter eggs we have in the show. Look at what's mm. going on. This felt the most like a straight up television show. It wasn't just, look at all of the flip. Like the thing about the Mandalorian that's also great is that they have a lot of flair going on in that show. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of flair, you know what I mean? It's all fan service this year. But that's why this was my favorite episode so far because it didn't, there was no fan service in it. That, and it was beautifully acted by Bill Burr and Pedro Pascal, uh, taking off his helmet was probably, I felt uncomfortable for him. And him not being yeah. able to make eye contact with people because he was so used to having the mask on and having mm. to be crazy mm. to Oh, he just played everything so well. And uh, Bill Burr with his PTSDs just so well. It was
2: amazing amazing uh, episode. My favorite so far. Rick did a great job directing it. Rick, he is incredible. And I think because he directed Bill Burr's last episode as well. And I what I really appreciate is them being like, no, we have found a stunning cast and crew. It's our tone that we're figuring it out, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think Filoni, and to John Favreau's credit, too, like this is where they truly excel is like bringing people together that can make great things. Um, well, they figured well, I, out
1: that character's tone. If if he's a part of the Rangers of the Republic, this new show that's coming out, if him and Cara Dune and and mm, uh mm. Fennec Shan and Boba yes. Fett are Ming all Wen's
2: character, yeah,
1: if they're all part of the Rangers of the Republic. That's pretty cool, too. I'd like to be a part of it. I'm just going to put it out there. I see y'all got a bunch of stuff coming out. I didn't hear my name put to, with any of it, the Obi-Wan. Listen,
2: Donald's right here, <laughs> having already played a character, ready to moving.
1: go. I'm ready. You know, I'm look, man, I'm getting in shape. I'm working out. I'm doing my thing. I know how to hold a blaster. I'm nice with a blaster like Han Solo. I've said it in the rhymes. I've said it out there. I put it in the streets. They Listen, know about it. If they it.
2: have the beloved dad from um, Kim's Convenience in there, being a cop and flying ships and, like, Saving our crew from ice spiders. I don't see why there's not room. For Donald Faison here. To be saving the day and stuff. happened Disney.
1: I would listen. <laughs> I would sacrifice. Mm. A lamb. Or a goat if necessary. I'm going to put <laughs> it out there. I would do it. I would do it myself. I would listen. Whatever is necessary. If I need to. Burn my collection of uh, Star Wars comics in order to Whoa, a be a part of the Star Wars universe again, I will do it. If I need to trade in all of my Star Wars Black Series action figures, I will do it. If I need to Woo-hoo! never talk about Star Wars ever again, Joelle...
2: I'm sorry. Well, we, we're about to sign contracts. Let's not make that I promise. I'll, I will bring your comics and effigy with you. I until- will do it, Joelle. No, I would do it. I will do it. I will do it.
1: I will, oh, do, it. I will do it. I'm sorry, Joel. I will do it. I'll bring you with me, though.
2: I'll bring you with me. I'll bring you, you with You know, it'll me. be worth it to come on set. I'm about that life. You know, I'll just powder noses or, I don't know, move a spotlight. Whatever I we got to do. I will bring you with me
1: if they are willing to do it. Listen, I'm working on my skills. I will start working with acting coaches. I will freaking disguise myself, but still look like myself. I still got to look like myself Mm. though. That's the thing. Mm. You can't just put me like in a droid outfit and be like, there, you get it, there. All right, just come in and do voiceover. No more people
2: of color as aliens or robots. no. no, I want to be people in Star Wars. That's right, I want to be a black
1: man other than Lando Calrissian, (laughs) Apollo Creed, and freaking uh, (laughs) Sam Jackson the baddest mf -er in the galaxy. I want to be one of the other ones. One of the other black people, too. Because, you know, the galaxy (laughs) is populated with them, and I want to be one of them. So, dear Star Wars people, Mm. Dave, John, Kathy, George, Disney, Iger, (laughs) Feige,
2: who else? Pixar. I'm going to create a list so you can just CC and just do one. Whoever
1: to whom it may concern. (laughs) I'm not begging. <laughs> but a I'm begging. Beg- I'm pleading. No, I'm not telling. Shoot. I'm not gonna threaten them. <laughs> no way. No. I wanna be in the movie. I'm asking. Oh with all that is in me. <laughs> and all that I could possibly be. I promise you check the track record. I can help carry a show. I did oh it for nine gosh. years. It was on Disney too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in hit movies for Disney
2: as well. With tell. Scrubs is a Disney show. If you yes.
1: Do Listen. To go with me, I promise I will make it the best relationship ever in the history of Star Wars universe. So
2: he's not gonna mess it up. Like he's going to be there on time, lines memorized, in the gym, five a.m. Like he's ready.
1: That's right. I believe it. I will look like what you need me to look like. <laughs> I will act I see the way you. you need me to act I know all the language I know the binary codes I know the difference between the battle of Tanab which is the correct way you to say it and Tanab <laughs> I know the difference I'm just going to put it out there Lando said it
2: I'm picturing you as like
1: I know, Ald- Daddy, I know what Alderaan you know? is and, al- and Alderaan I know the difference between Alderaan and Alderaan you
2: know I what see what the saying? thirst comments on your Instagram and I feel like you know it's very like daddy centered and i feel like if we made you like like a farmer with like some kids but then the empire comes like take all your plants and i don't know we could do oh we could do game of thrones level tragic where they like starve to death and you're the last one to survive and you're like it's just me and i'm just gonna face the empire lone rate like just by myself lone gunman Or
1: or i could just be like you know in a crew you know what I mean? No, like one let's of the, aim one
2: high, of, Donald. I, you have skills and knowledge and energy, yeah, absolutely, to bring
1: to this. But I'm willing to just be like, you know, the 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 dude that punches the buttons on the ship and says, "I am unwilling to settle for that.
2: I don't want you to have a famous person cameo, be a whole character."
1: As long as I get to shoot blasters and everything like that at 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 the bad guys or the good guys. You know what I mean? I'll be. Please the...
2: let Donald be more than just pushing things in the back. I mean, if we get that, that's all you have to offer. Obviously, we're going to take it. But like, there's so
1: much more you could be doing. Listen, I just want to be what... in Star Wars more than anything I've ever <laughs> wanted to be in my life. If I was in Star Wars as a live action character, mm-hmm. I feel like, first of all, I feel like everyone would accept it. And I don't think everyone would be like, oh shit, Turks in fucking Star Wars. I don't think so either. That was my. was that I was too famous for Star Wars, but I don't think Mm. anybody is too famous for Star Wars anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -mm.
3: Uh,
1: At one point, I do agree that if you had a niche and you were in Star Wars, it was distracting. Now, nothing is distracting because it's so accessible. So, that being said, (laughs) (laughs) I'll sing (laughs) songs for your Star Wars. i'll sing them songs for you yeah yeah (laughs) i could be a freaking i could be a freaking
2: musician in star wars who does like gigs at different spots um be a cantina lounge singer for sure i could be the guy that's like here and there and every now and then gets caught up in missions and that's. Oh listen, let's redo Canto Bite and make it epic, right? Let's have you be at the casino singing down. But I not only do like Canto Bite, but I
1: also do like places where scum and villainy be. Like I'm yeah. I'm also in a, I go where the gig pays, you know. I go, I'm all about the credits. But I also have a amazing. blaster at my side and a pretty fast ship. But we're always about the music. We're always
2: about the music. Yes, I'm is set tea. Uh, This is starting to sound like Guardians of the Galaxy Time Star Wars And I don't need it <laughs> Listen, He's out here composing Arias for you guys He's ready
1: that, That's from Return of the Jedi The original song I'm
2: doing the words wrong But it don't matter
1: had
2: a fan of mercy, bah, bah. Is there a song that's funky in Return of the Jedi? And yeah, I don't remember
1: the, the it. The original song from Return of the Jedi, when you cut to the band playing in Jabba's Palace, is fire. And it was like the original song is like, So I'm
2: shaping up and working out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, man. I want to table this intro to do an actual intro. Welcome, you guys. Some of you, if you listen to Fake Doctor Drill, friends have been waiting for forever for this Star Wars show. We've been waiting forever. Obviously, both super busy, but it's something we've been wanting to do for such a long time. And now we're here and over, we're doing it.
1: It's always great to, you know, sit down and discuss Star Wars with Anyone, and I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone other than you, Ah. my amiga from another madre. (laughs) Does that even make sense? My friend from another mother, (laughs) mother? my friend from another, it makes perfect sense, right? My amiga from another madre. Ah. I'm excited to talk, you know, the battle of galaxies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think your fans know you've voiced. Actual characters in act, you are canonically a part of the Star Wars universe, but you've also been a fan for like ever.
1: Yes, yeah, since I was three years old, I've been a friend. As a matter of fact, one of my first memories ever into life, period. Forget about it just being the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Let's just say into life. One of my first memories is walking into a movie theater and seeing R2D2. Scroll across the screen because we were obviously Stop. late for the movie. You know, being on CP <laughs> time back in the day, we were late for the movie. So we walk in with R two. We missed the whole opening. You missed the
2: major opening
1: shot. I didn't even. No. I, 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 I don't even recall seeing the freaking bam bam, bam, bam bam. I don't even recall seeing that. I just recall seeing R two right before he gets shot by Jawas. That's like one of my first memories ever.
2: Wow. So,
1: It's very interesting that that's it. And it's not that R2 is one of my least favorite characters, but it's just that (laughs) my my introduction to it all was actually, if you really think about it, the Bible of the Star Wars universe. R2 and 3PO hold all the information. That is true. You know, you could say what you want to say about the Jedi books and everything like that. But all of the knowledge that we know so far in Star Wars, other than The Mandalorian, But you want to talk about Clone Wars, you want to talk about all of that stuff, in some way, R2 and 3PO have touched it all and have all of the knowledge of what was going on in that time. And so my first introduction into it was through the book of knowledge of Star Wars.
2: That is so wild and amazing that it's like that's your earliest memory. I think it explains a lot about the person you became. Uh, I... I have been writing about Star Wars for a long time. I did a recap show of Rebels when it was on. Um, I have many videos reacting to a lot of this last trilogy's trailers, which, uh, as we know, Disney and Lucas aced those trailers. Every single one of them greater than the last. So entertaining. My earliest Star Wars memory, it has to be going to... So, like, I grew up on the Star Wars movies. They were always playing in the background. My dad's a big fan. But it wasn't until, like, we went and saw it in 99. I was 10. I remember making the long drive into the city. So I knew this was like... Yes, I was, a, I was a, a babe. A youngling, as they say. And you weren't uh, even going
1: to see episode four or five or six. You were going to see episode uno.
2: One, yes. And there was a kid in it and he was going to fly things. And I knew that like, it was going to be a very emotionally intense experience the minute we came in because... It was all adults who like had such hushed reverence. It was the first screening the day after the midnight screening. And I remember we sat down. I don't remember much about like opening shots and everything. But I do remember, funnily enough, when R2-D2 comes on the screen, the whole audience lost their damn minds. And it's the minute I become a Star Wars fanatic because I love fandoms. I love the debates. I love the illogical leaps we occasionally make to try to make things work. I love Our dedication, I love the fan fiction. Fandom is what brought me into Star Wars. And R2-D2 and the fans' interaction to seeing the first familiar character that pops up in the new trilogy solidified that moment for me. And ever since, I've been, been a Star Wars fan.
0: That's what's up. F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REAL FRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one
4: time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it!
4: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
3: So you hide the books, Gene, and vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man, marries a wiser woman.
4: But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Huh? Oh! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's crazy that R2 has that effect on people. but and, and it's only fitting that he's the first familiar character that you see in The Phantom Menace. Even though Obi-Wan's in it and everything like that, it's not Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a right. new actor. It's Ewan McGregor. And, you know, in the beginning, it's not the Obi-Wan Kenobi we know. R2-D2 and 3PO are... You know, it's almost like they're the same person. You say it together. R2-D2 and C-3PO (laughs) are so important to this universe that it's only fitting that we start this first episode talking about them. It's only fitting that our first introduction to Star Wars is through one of them. And at the end of it all, it's only fitting that R2 is the first person or the first person. I'm talking about it like it's an actual sentient being. (laughs) The first droid that you see.
2: I think it's totally fair that you talk about him as a real person. I know you've been to a lot of Star Wars premieres and events and things. I was at the Rogue One premiere and he like no, not the Rogue One premiere, it was at the Episode 9 Press Junket. He comes out and he's rolling around and a bunch of like journalists. So these are people who, you know, are often catered to. They get like, you know, they're entertainment journalists. So they are talking to the stars, they're around everybody. Nobody cares about like, oh my gosh, there's like all the actors from the movie. You know, R2-D2 rolls in, everyone's like, get out your phones. We're taking selfies. Wait. Long yeah. lines form I feel like Star Wars, particularly since the, the opening of the Star Wars Disney theme park, I just feel like there's something authentically human about even the droids. there's They've been with us since you were three. I don't know a world without Star Wars. Sometimes these characters are real to me. <laughs> they bleed in the lines of me, especially when we get into like, those good debates about them.
1: Well, the great thing about them is that they're like the teddy bears of this galaxy. You can say Wookiees, you can say Ewoks, you can say all of that stuff, but you, you didn't want to snuggle up with Chewbacca because he was too scary. You know what I mean? And so when pictures mm. would arrived as a youth, when you're a kid, if pictures came and Chewbacca was there, I've seen it with my own eyes. My kids, <laughs> hate Chewbacca. It, you know, it's, they're not really excited to see him. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a very handsome Wookiee, however you want to look at it. <laughs> but they're not excited to see him. They know he's a hero, but they're not excited to see him. When Darth Vader walks in, you want to talk about being scared. That's not Mm -hmm. the first thing a kid runs to, you know, when they see. That's the evil character in the whole situation. But the droid and the other droid, the uh, Laurel and Hardy, the Abbott and Costello, the uh, however you want to look at it, the round and the long Skin, however it's looked at, <laughs> however it's looked at in folklore or in mythology, whatever they represent, when that comes in as a kid, it served a purpose perfectly. That's why droids are so loved. You know what I mean? You talked about wanting to take your cell phone out the minute R2 walked in. It would have been the same thing with 3PO also, because those are the characters in Star Wars that you feel safe with from the beginning of it all mm. and what they represent in it also. R2's the one that helps save the day. The, un- the unsung hero is R2. The unsung hero is 3PO. 3PO stumbles into being a hero accidentally. He doesn't know how important he is throughout this whole thing. He, he had no idea how important he is, you know? But they're the unsung heroes, and they're not going to hurt you. It's against 3PO's no. programming. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's only right that you run towards these, these characters. They're the plushies of the Star Wars universe. I would They're
2: definitely the little buddies. If you look at like, you know, all of your classic Disney stories, there's always like some type of pet or animal friend running alongside your princesses alongside our princesses and princes. We have droids and especially we don't have time to, to get into it today, but once we start looking at their roles specifically in the clone wars, more acutely, you start to see how the writers in the Star Wars story group have, Really looked at those characters as sort of the minorities of that universe and mm. are often in these servitude positions, often disregarded as not being uh, important or essential or simply tools. And yet, and yet, they are not just the history. They are also, you know, helping our fighters get as they're flying their planes fly better they're helping us shoot better they're secretly getting the most important vital information to the war outside of enemy lines like yeah droids are everything to me i don't think they get enough respect uh and i think we would have to definitely add that to our Potential episodes is put some respect on droids names. Right, we'll probably put be some, up early. Yeah,
1: put some respect on their <laughs> names. Cause even BB-8, man, like BB-8's one. Ooh, BB, ooh. They, they roll BB-8 out now, and I guarantee you, you've never seen anybody use a bunch of adults go nuts when not only is it because BB-8, it's like, wow, how does that work? You know what I mean? How does yeah. the thing work? How does the ball stay on top of the head and the underneath, and how does it bat? That stuff is amazing in itself. But there's something so amazing about that droid. When it rolls out, when, I don't know if BB-8's a boy or a girl, but when he or she rolls out,
2: it's magical. Yeah. It's magical. He's That's so awesome. cute. I want to scratch his belly. He doesn't have a belly. He doesn't don't even know have... what this is doing. I don't, I don't even know if
1: he feels that.
2: Can I scratch your ear? How do we hug and embrace? Right. So cute. Oh, my Can God. Can I play with your antenna? You know what I mean it's like what the Oh man. So guys, when we do the shows, what our plan is, our goal is to bring you guys like a ton of really cool people from inside the Star Wars universe. So we're talking character designers, novel writers, graphic artists, people designing merchandise, ooh, the guys that build the lightsabers, directors. We're also going to try to bring you guys talent. So, you know, some of Donald's friends who have been these lifelong like hardcore Star Wars fans. I'll bring in some of my friends who are writers for like StarWars.com or have written some of the novels and we'll be doing interviews with them. But we also want to include you guys because we love the fans. We love talking to the fans. I've already told you the fandom is why I got in. Donald, actual member of the Star Wars canon universe, loves the fans, loves talking to you guys. So we're going to let you guys send us questions. We'll be interacting with you. And so for today, since it's just me and Donald here talking about Star Wars, we wanted to let you guys get a chance to know us as fans. So I put together some questions. Donald and I. I
1: like your shoot. I like your questions. What this is something that could be like every uh cast that we do, podcast that we do. Cast. You're it's not so pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> this could be something like every cast that we know. Every every podcast that we do. Okay. Top 10 straight up. Something here like here we go. Here we go. Here top we go. 10 we go.
2: And we've got we've got our editor Justin in the wings. He's gonna be here uh helping us you know fact check you know I forget a lot of things uh full disclosure he's my brother he's gonna be helping me stay nice. track.
3: keep it in the family i'm here to You're knock her it. i'm here to knock her down a peg or two every time oh
2: boy he does well, he's really <laughs> good at it <laughs> all right let's go so our very first question which i think is vital and of most importance to many fans is how would you rank your core nine star wars films
1: all right here we go your number one my number one you go first
2: it's empire strikes back
1: empire strikes back for me as well.
2: it can be nothing else. It's Irving Kirschner. He killed it. All of the greatest drama, the best of the romances. You get the introduction of the greatest. uh, uh, The greatest
1: Star Wars character ever. Lando Calrissian is introduced (laughs) in the Empire Strikes Back.
2: A black man enters with swagger. Okay. But
1: not only swagger, that dude enters and he owns a city.
2: He does, and it's a cloud city. It's a gorgeous city, okay? It's not a slum. It's not New York. It's 70s. It's it's bright and shiny It's gorgeous sunlight.
1: He got it on deck. He even got security. Dude, mm. your view mm. is ridiculous in Cloud City until the Empire comes in and everything goes to crap. But before that,
2: 360 windows, y'all. Sunlight in every room. It's gorgeous. Also, you know, we're gutting animals and living inside them. It's got literally everything you could want from a movie. It's perfect. The
1: fact that Han Solo, to save Luke Skywalker's life, slices open his dead Tauntaun Mm, mm, and mm. stuffs his best friend inside of it. It's also a great testament of friendship in this movie. This young rogue who cares about no one but himself Mm. is willing to sacrifice his life multiple times For his friends. And I'm not even talking about the hero of the story. Mm, I'm talking mm. about the freaking sidekick, kind of. Bro,
2: bro, bro. And we get the best romance line ever. I love you. I know. And then he's gone out like a badass. Oh, God. Literally every moment of it is just sheer like excitement and joy. It's so good. The only
1: way that moment could have been better is if Han Solo goes, I know, and then out of nowhere, kicks butt. Like, just out of (laughs) nowhere. And he's like bah, 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 and destroys the Empire right then and there. That's the only way that Lon could like he was toying with Vader. No, that would have sucked. <laughs>
2: yeah, he just that turns into James sucked. Bond, right, like just out of lasers nowhere. off his cuffs and is ready to go. Right. Uh yeah, no, Irvin did what he needed his to do. His sacrifice was
1: perfect.
2: It's and wonderful. It's
1: the, best, it's the best reveal ever in the history of cinema, ever.
2: Truly, truly. Just
3: real, real quick, Empire Easily has the best poster of all of the movies.
2: Oh, it's, hell yeah,
3: It's easily the best hands out. I just want to you know give a shout out to Roger Castle on that one because yeah. it's, it's also different from all the other ones and it's got that classic feel. It's one of those things where it appeals to you in a way that as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, I'm locked in. I'm ready to see what this has to tell me.
1: It le- you know what that poster reminds me of because of Han Solo dipping Princess Leia in it? Mm-hmm. Gone with the wind. That's what yes! it reminds me of. Yeah, that's exactly. It's <laughs> yes! meant to.
3: It's meant to actually. It was inspired by that. He meant to have Han Solo resemble Clark Gable. Absolutely. Right on. Right on. That is
2: amazing. Ah, wonderful. Okay, let's move on to our number two, which I think is where we're going to start to diverge a bit. So my number two from the core nine is The Last Jedi, which I know we diverge wholly on. We have very different opinions about these movies. But for me, Donald, okay, viewers, uh, how do I describe Donald's face? It's like a fresher new teacher. It's a teacher who loves you and wants better for you and does not understand the choices that you've made.
1: Like, I want to give you an A, like that is an
3: F. <laughs> that is an F.
2: I disagree wholeheartedly. In one of my favorite characters, uh, Admiral Haldo, she is beauty. She is grace. She would punch you in the face. I love everything about her from her lilac hair to the fact that she wears gorgeous gowns with which to direct her navy. She's iconic. While I'm not a huge fan of many of the romances in here, I think our development into a lot of the city structures is exactly what the Star Wars universe is needed. It takes absolute cues from what was being done in the Clone Wars animated series, which a lot of those elements I felt needed to be put into the cinematic universe in order to bring fans into a new world. And Ryan did that. He took us onto the city streets, He showed us what the Jedi mean to the normal people, to the average stable boy. He showed us why a lot of these past tropes were very male-centered films, which, listen, I love many of the Star Wars films, but there are so many dudes and so few women. And showing what female leadership can do and how it can change the course of a war. He showed that Leia had Jedi powers, okay? She was one with the Force. I don't like Leia with the lightsaber. I don't think that's how she would use her Force powers. But I do like Leia being able to access and tap into the Force and we get it for the first time in The Last Jedi. For me, there's so much to enjoy. Uh, And the Red Room fight, which again, I will go toe-to-toe. I know a lot of people don't like the choreography of that fight scene, but for me, it's all about cinema and art. It looks like an oil painting. I would watch it a thousand times over. You can sync millions of songs to it. It would just light up your heart with joy and fire. I love this movie. So good.
1: I that's, You're right. That is where we disagree because I do not agree that it is the number two movie in the Star Wars rankings. In my opinion, it's a new hope. I think mm. because of what it, not only uh, as far as how it changed how people looked at uh, sci-fi and how it could be fantasy and not hokey fantasy, it also mm. changed uh, how people looked at blockbuster and what a blockbuster was and and how people looked at movie making and what was possible. And it opened up everybody's eyes to something completely different. Before A New Hope happened, sci-fi movies were looked at as genre flicks that sucked. And, you know, there was a really tiny audience for people to go see it. I think the biggest one was like 2001. I think that was the biggest blockbuster as far as sci-fi movies go. And then years later, here comes a new hope, Star Wars. Here comes Star Wars. And it broke all box office records, one. Two, it introduced us to the characters that set this whole thing off that, you know, we all love. It's probably the only one in this whole thing that I could honestly say the Empire Strikes Back is better than, you know. uh, Yeah. It's the only one I can honestly say that about. All the other ones, if you put a new hope against it, I can show you why a new hope is better than each and every one of those, whether it be nostalgia, whether it be storytelling. You know, that's a perfect once upon a time. There was a farm boy who dreamt of big adventures and he got his wish. And at the end of it all, he saved the day and lived happily ever after. That could have been Star Wars right there at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. It could have been, that's it. And that's all you need. And everybody would have walked away like, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh my God.
2: Listen, from technological advancements to breakout performances that defined careers to aerial battles we hadn't seen in films for like decades at this point. Like it brought back a lot of core cinema values that I think were getting lost, particularly as we look at the studio system that was degrading in the seventies. Like there's so much to love Every department was on point, even though if you watch some of the documentaries about the making of Star Wars, no one thought it was going to work except George. It was just George and his love of this idea he had and pushing for it to make it work. And he did it. It was great. And that's why it's my number three choice. So we're not too far off. I Star Wars A New Hope is it's just an excellent film. You can watch it a million times and still get so much to value and love out of it.
1: I mean, when you look at it now, also cinematography wise. Mm. It's beautiful. I mean, of course, he's gone in and he's changed a couple of things, but just angles and the wipes and the dissolves and the, you know, everything. You, you get lost in it. And it's 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 the way he captured, you know, the coming of age story in a galaxy far, far away is incredible. And that has to be that has to be commended. And I have to give it my number 2. You give it your number 3. My number 3, however, is return of the jedi. Return of the jedi is uh wow. Um that was closure for me when I was a kid. Yes. You know I mean uh that was it. That was the that was all I needed. You know, I knew Luke Skywalker did it. He redeemed his father. He helped redeem his father.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only did he conquer Darth Vader, but he conquered Darth Vader's master, you know. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I loved about it more than anything was the space battle. Ooh. You got a taste of it in the Empire Strikes Back when the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon is going through the asteroid field and everything like that. But now we're watching, like when the Rebel Alliance jumps into hyperspace for the first time in front of everybody, and you just see, boom, 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 oh, boom, boom, boom. As a kid, that was the dopest thing I had ever seen in my life, right? And then when they cut, not only that, the introduction into it all, like you knew that, okay, we're about to get into something completely different. When the music changed, and you see the Millennium Falcon swoop in with the red, with the A wings and the B wings and the X wings, and they're dipping through all of the capital ships of the Rebel Alliance, you know, home one, and they're passing the Corvettes and everything. And they're about to jump, Admiral, we're in, we're in position, and they're about to jump into hyperspace. That right there alone. Better than, <laughs> like, if you look back at, if you look back at all of the stuff, like everything, you, it's, it's, it's a it's a great way to look at how, in, like how far industrial light and magic had come also. Yeah. In the first one, you know, the the first movie everything's really slow. In the second movie, it's just so fast paced. There's they tell so much story in such little time. It's so fast paced. In Return of the Jedi, now they've sat like they've gotten all of this knowledge and they've thrown it up there and they're just sitting back and watching it just like unfold on its own. By the time they get to Return of the Jedi. The special effects are telling the story beautifully. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's helping move the story along perfectly. And now you're not looking for all of the things that don't make sense. You're caught up. It's like I always say this about time travel movies. You know what I mean? Time travel movies suck if I have to think about theory. <laughs> if I have to think about theory, you you're messed done. up the time travel movie for me. I don't want to think about any of that stuff. I want to be a caught up. In- Right, I want to get caught up in the adventure of it all. You know what I mean? Yes. I want to be I want to be in the fantasy of it all because, really, that's what it is. And by the time they got to Return of the Jedi, which is why it's my third favorite.
2: Okay.
1: Um, bum. It's like sailing. You just ride in the wind and it's taking you there. You know what I mean? It's like yes. That's TV where I go sailing. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, love
2: it. Oh, man. So Return of the Jedi is my number four. Like, what I really like about Return of the Jedi is, for me, again, going back to loving fandoms as a whole return of the jedi establishes what a trilogy looks like like it's how all modern trilogies must go back to return of the jedi and look at that arc what does that hero's final journey look like it is an ending piece for one of the greatest trilogies of all time right we also get um one of the most iconic costumes in star wars universe it's the leia slave costume feel how you do about it it's iconic it still slays at all of the cons it's amazing and beautiful and like it's awesome.
1: It really showed you the entirety of Princess Leia, too, though. You know what I mean? Not only yeah, was yeah. She a great thinker, not only was she a great leader, not yes. only was she a great mind and motivator of men and women, but she could also freaking seduce the most vile gangsters in yes. the galaxy. Not only was she... A tactical genius. Yes. On the battlefield, mm. she was a tactical genius of the male species, as it is.
2: If you think about the core three, Luke plays like the knight, right? He's a hero who's honorable, right? He's he's code.
1: pure good, the, chaotic right. good.
2: Then you have Han, who's the rogue, like Rapscallion, who's out here shooting people, and he's not sure what side he's gonna land on. He's the thief. So Leia is a spy, and it's. Awesome, and she uses literally her chains of oppression to suffocate her oppressor. Ah! It's so good! And then later on Indra she's got the gun and she's running around in the woods, like taking people out. Like it is stunning to watch Leia's like arc and development and the fact that she gets to be a real authentic person. And again, if we look at a lot of early sci-fi, women are often strictly just the sex objects. Leia had a full-rounded whole personality, and it's what made a lot of women endeared to the Star Wars legacy. This movie also has a redemption of Lando, who comes back and decides, like, on second thought, I'll actually be a good person and save my friends and help
1: out. You know, Lando redeemed himself, I think, when he rescued Chewbacca and Princess Leia from Cloud City. I have this argument all the time, and Mm. I think Billy D. Williams would agree with this. What was he supposed to do Mm. in that situation? You know what I mean? When you really think about it, this is totally jumping off topic. But in that situation, what was he supposed to do? Was he, how was he? Give us a
2: paper, give a high sign. Like, don't get on the platform.
1: And then get force choked and then get killed right then and there.
2: (laughs) It's true. Here's here's
1: the thing, here's the thing. Han Solo lands. Lando has been instructed. Get him inside. We're gonna catch his butt. We got him. He's like, all right, fine. He's already seen the Superstar Destroyer. Because that's what Vader's rolling around in in this movie at this point.
2: That's true, that's true, that's true.
1: He's seen the fleet of Star Destroyers that accompany the Super Star Destroyer.
2: He knows about the Death Star.
1: He knows what the Death Star was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not only that, he knows Boba Fett. He's met Mm. Boba Fett before. He knows Han Solo and Boba Fett got beef from back in the day. He's caught off guard. He's caught. Imagine hanging out and out of nowhere. Here comes Boba Fett and here comes Darth Vader. Two of the baddest villains ever. Ever. What's he supposed to do? Say to Han Solo, yo, get out of here. Vader and Boba Fett are here and they're going to kill you as soon as you walk into that door. As soon as they be with Right. As soon as the Falcon lifts off, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's choked out and then he is bombarded with green lasers from the star destroyers and is destroyed very much like Jedi. Yeah. but without one laser, it's just a bombardment. So what was he supposed to do? So the redemption for me was when he was like, I'm gonna try and save Han Solo. Not only am I gonna do that, I'm gonna risk my life. So yeah, it, it starts in the Empire Strikes Back, but you're absolutely right. By the time Return of the Jedi comes, At the end of that whole Java sequence, Lando Calrissian not only has redeemed himself by saving his pal from back in the day, but he is now a general. Look at him, he's a general in the Rebel Alliance because of it. And then goes on to lead the Rebels against uh, the Empire in the Battle of Endor.
2: And it's amazing. And it's one of the best battles in the series. Not my favorite, but one of the best.
1: There's a better space battle in the series than that space battle? I don't even know if it's a space battle, really. It's more of a comedy sequence, but we'll get into that because that's actually, yeah. that's not my next one, but we'll get into that. So, what's your Okay, name? okay.
2: So that was my number four was Return of the Jedi. What's yours?
1: My number four is The Force Awakens, believe it or not.
2: Oh, I like how we're just one behind. That's my number five.
1: You know, I think The Force Awakens was the best reintroduction into Star Wars. So what was it, 30 years later? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people who hadn't seen the Clone Wars, who hadn't watched the Clone Wars. There were a lot of people who hadn't watched the trilogies, whether it be the prequels or the originals. Sure. It needed an introduction and it needed to be something new. And we needed to follow a different type of character. And, uh, but it still needed to feel like Star Wars. And we needed to still be reminded of Star Wars from the past. You know, you can't remake Star Trek and not have the Enterprise in it, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? It has to be some, the Starfleet has to be introduced in some way. So in some way, these heroes of the past from the original trilogy needed to be reintroduced. If not, they needed to not be there and they chose to put them in the movie. The only way that works is if they're long gone, like they're dead and gone and they're fossils. And these people, you know, it's like the Egyptians. That's the only way it works if you don't have the original trilogy characters in the force awakens It that's to take place so far in the future that none of this matters anymore. Right. Yeah. Or you touch into the nostalgia, what we all grew up on. And so the force awakens is that for me. And it, rekindles a storyline that mm. everybody wonders about. And that's what happened after Happily Ever After. Um, yeah. And in some places, it misses. I think this is where I think a lot of the flaws in Star Wars start to appear, in my opinion. From mm. this point on, I'll have a bunch of, not negative things to say, but things where I'm like, hmm, I don't understand why- uh, How we
2: got to this place, yeah. Because to your point, I agree that we needed new things in the series. And to me, not enough new. To me, it feels like a very safe movie. Which, to be fair, I don't know what else Disney was supposed to do. To right. go back to your land thing, I don't know what else they were supposed to do. It's a huge franchise. Obviously, as you and I sit here talking and debating our opinion, fans are fervent and, and have very strong feelings about it. It was their first foyer into this universe. It's a scary space to be. I don't envy them that position at all. But to me... It was just, it it felt too much like all the things I had seen happen before. And that bothered me a little bit. But, I did like a lot of the chemistry between some of the new characters. I like that they had the straight up balls to kill Han Solo. That took guts. Okay, I never, ever thought we would lose Han Solo that way in a movie. And yet, it speaks so true to who that character is. Someone who isn't sure he cares, but is at the right moment, always willing to sacrifice. That felt honest. It's so much of I'm not sure I like that, but this worked really well. It's a 50 50 split for me. It tears me straight down the middle. I, I like Rayfin and Poe together. I liked Kylo and his crazy anger. Mm. Uh, I I liked the saber fight in the forest. I love Maz and just this idea of someone who is not at all like Yoda. She's out here running Cantina. She's not trying to raise no babies. She's just like here, sword go, do your best. Um, right. There was like something about all of that energy that was great. But then you know. Leia walks past Chewie, and I'm confused again. There's a bunch of there's like a everywhere. bunch like, oh, of things that on? do
1: not make sense. <laughs> right. Well, Leia walking past Chewie at the end of the movie does not make sense. No, she's, not even. A now, bit. granted, she's seen him already before, mm-hmm. but Han Solo just died. Just now, all of this could have made sense if later on stories connected and this is these are reasons why i have (laughs) problems with your number two movie being Uh, the last jedi sure anyway let's move on i digress so your fifth is the force awakens Mm
2: -hmm.
1: my fifth is revenge of the sith
2: oh another divergence okay why revenge of the sith
1: i feel like that's when george lucas finally figured out okay I have all of this capability now and with this capability comes great responsibility.
2: Mm.
1: How can I make this the most epic of, cause I'm not going to do this again. Mm. Mm. I'm never going to do this again.
2: He was very clear about that.
1: But when this is done, I want everybody to be like, wow, visually it's one of the best things I've ever seen.
2: Mm. I am
1: satisfied on why Darth Vader became a Sith Lord. Yes. It seemed like nonsense in the beginning. What is this journey that we're going on? How is this? I know how the journey ends, but how are we going to get to this ending with everything that he set forward? You know what I mean? Is it going to be jealousy? Because, you know, is there a twist coming? Is Luke Skywalker not really Anakin Skywalker's kid? Is Luke Skywalker really Obi? Like all of these things are coming into play. You know what I mean? Like, By the time you get to Revenge of the Sith, you're like, okay, we now see how powerful Anakin is.
0: f-r-i-e-n-d-s it's about a 30 dollar value and they sell fast so they're always new styles and looks again for a limited time just enter code real friends at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Takovas. only at tacovas.com
4: as important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner
1: jean eugene fodor jean was we'll booted
4: much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you ride the books, Gene. And have a on
3: all business. I understand now. It's a wise man uh, wiser woman.
4: But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on and its high time. You tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Huh? Oh! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television,
1: To getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit.
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We see how powerful Obi-Wan Kenobi is as well. And Anakin's just a little bit more powerful than that. Anakin's so powerful that he defeats the ultimate Sith Lord in Dooku. You know what I mean? When you look at Anakin at this point, in your mind, if you go and watch this movie as a Star Wars fan and you know the lore, this is what the Emperor's like, if I get this kid, it's a wrap for everybody. I don't care if he wears a mask. I don't care if they see his face. I don't care if they look at him and they're like, he's the most handsome kid on the planet. When they see him, his ability, and what he's done in the Clone Wars, if I have this kid by my side, it's a wrap for everybody no one can stop me, no one can stop me. I can even be like, yo, you know what, Anakin? You pretend like you rule ruled the galaxy. I'll sit back, just as the emperor.
2: As he does always.
1: And I'll let you do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's-
1: Well, I don't know if, as he does always, events take place to where, okay, now the emperor has to be a little bit more, okay, now I need to have Tarkin- I mean, but all. he does it
2: with Dooku. He, he, he puts people out there and protects himself, That's how, when we get to episode nine, he's able to just reemerge. It's like, he's always in the background, allowing other people to take charge and be the focal point for him. Okay, so that that, that was
1: our- That was our long list. Yes. We're probably never gonna talk about it again, so that's why it took so long.
2: There's so much to explore in Star Wars. We'll be looking more specifically at certain things. Specific fights a particular lightsaber. We're going to go really into the finite details of specific items and stories and characters.
1: We should also tell the fans, feel free to send in your core nine on our Instagrams or on our Twitters. Flood it, flood it. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know your opinions on your nine, your favorite nine in your order. If any of you say the rise of Skywalker first, you don't qualify. I'm just joking. No, just no, no, joking. no, no, no. I'm just That's joking. That's not what we're doing here. I'm just, That's not joking. What we're doing I'm just here. joking. I'm we're, just
2: joking. We, we love all fans and all fandoms. And if you like something we don't like, it's not a judgment against you. You can like whatever part of Star Wars you like. You can like that ship I don't enjoy. That's okay. You know, we, we just what value it. What hear ship you.
1: don't you enjoy?
2: Listen, we'll get into it later. I don't, Wait, I don't no, want to rile the fans up too much. Let's
1: start it up. Let's start up. What's your picture <laughs> like?
2: You know, the Ray ben Kenobi situation, it doesn't stir my loins the way it stirs other people's. I, I just, Kylo and Ray, and then the Force Wheel, I, who cares? Oh, God, I was it, over it. Well, Very quickly. You
1: know how I wanted it to go. I wanted it to be John Boyega and Rey. And,
2: Everything everybody did.
1: And Kylo gets jealous because John Boyega, the mm-hmm. defected stormtrooper, gets the prize that he wants. The girl with the powers. <laughs> and he can't take it. And that just fuels and fuels and fuels his rage. Because they have such connections. They're a dyad in the force. They've got... Powers together, but this one freaking stormtrooper keeps getting in the way.
2: You know, as a queer lady, Poe and Finn was absolutely endgame, and knew it would never happen. But it's you know, it's what they I tried. Win. They you tried know what? in the
1: Rise of Skywalker by giving you a kiss from two women at the end of the movie. But Poe and Finn would have been a great. That would have been awesome. Oh, oh. my God! If they and had the way it, <laughs> they would have just leaned into it a little bit, Yeah. just a the- little bit. John Boyega and freaking
2: Oscar, <laughs> Oscar. Oz, They leaned into it in the press junkets. Why couldn't you just lean into it in the movie? Oh, they wanted it. They tried. They lobbied. They, those boys did everything they could to make our dreams come true. And you know what? That's why we have fan fiction, okay? You can send your favorite Poe and Finn fan fiction to me. I am uh, Joelle Monique on Instagram. There's an underscore between those things. Uh, or on Twitter. It's just Joelle Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E. M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Donald, where can the folks find you on the socials?
1: Yeah, well, I don't want you to send me your favorite Poe and (laughs) and anything. I don't want your porn. Don't send me your porn. Send him all the
2: graphic photos, guys. Send him paintings. Oh, my God. Never let him sleep.
3: You shouldn't have done that. The internet
1: always does the
2: opposite. Here we go. Here we
1: go. Oh, you can find me at Donald underscore Azon on instagram and on twitter donald yeah. just put it out there
2: perfect okay let's get into some of these questions who is your favorite baddie in the star wars universe Darth Vader Darth Vader is pretty great I have an affinity for the night sisters they are
1: oh wow the... you deep cut
2: yeah 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 they're uh like the female version of mall's people they are witches who use the force. And that's all you really need to know.
1: Are they the female version of Maul's people or did they enslave Maul's people? or are, are Maul's people like they're... Because they're the leaders of that planet. Yeah, yeah. That group. And the men are something else. If I do recall, in the Clone Wars, when we meet uh, Savage, he is mm. a bloodline of Maul. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. is it necessary... Like, I don't know. I don't know. They and call fans, him
2: brother, but it's yeah. a little bit not clear.
1: Fans, if you guys want to call in on this, this is something that I will, I do welcome. We can have this conversation all day and every day. Yes. What yes, is yes. the association between the Night Sisters of Dathomir and what's Maul's? Uh,
3: he's like a Zabrak. Is that a
1: right? Zabrak? Right.
2: Yeah, Zabrak, Dark Lord.
1: Right. So he's definitely different from. Darth Amir Sister. so fans if you want to get involved it'd be great if we could reach out to the owners of Star Wars but they ain't down with this like that yet so we got to get not them yet, involved we got to get them involved and the way to get them involved is to get the fans involved and so fans you know if you know anything on this because I don't feel like going up on the, the wikipedia Wookie, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. you can write in get involved be involved so you said the Sisters. that's your yeah, favorite
2: yeah they're great so our next question is, favorite lightsaber duel? Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, man. I think my favorite... Listen, Grievous fighting Obi-Wan is so much fun. It's just a fun battle to watch. It's not necessarily technically the greatest. It's not necessarily the most important battle that we see. But damn it, they're flying on lizards, leaping down, and they're twirling, and then they're on a train, and it's just... It's a fun-ass battle to watch.
1: My favorite is the darkest battle of them all, and that's the Empire Strikes Back. I think that's, out of all of them, that's the scariest lightsaber fight Mm, mm, in mm. the Star Wars universe.
2: I can go dark cuts, too, and say that the Maul-Obi-Wan final battle in Rebels is pretty spectacular. It's fast. It's fast, but it's the first and maybe the only lightsaber duel we see that's done in the style of the samurai, and that alone makes it pretty dope.
1: Right on. But if you haven't seen the Clone Wars or if you haven't seen Rebels, I'm going to say the scariest fight I've ever seen in my life as a youth was seeing Vader taunt Luke Skywalker in in the underbellies of Cloud City.
2: Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it still gets me excited today. It's like bone chilling. What was your favorite series outside of the films? And that can be TV, comic books, novels, video games.
1: It's the one that's on now, The Mandalorian. Such a great show.
2: Hey, obviously, minus Clone Wars.
1: Oh, wow. you Wow. You know what? I like The Clone Wars, too. I take that. Jeez. It's hard. It's that's hard. That's tough. I like The Mandalorian. I like The Clone Wars. I like the Rebels. I like Resistance. I like them all.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, they all have a little something. They're all special. But uh, Clone Wars gave us Ahsoka. And Ahsoka was my way into... Loving Star Wars on a personal level. It, it made it very personal to me. When people were like, we don't like Ahsoka. I was like, I will fight you. Yeah, I, you I'm know what? Fighter, I'm, I'm going to say, I will fight you.
1: I'm going to change mine to the Clone Wars also. Because I'm watching the Mandalorian in hopes that Ahsoka shows up. So, Yeah. Feel, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Donald, that's what I like to hear. Oh my gosh. But that being said, Mandalorian is great. Uh, if you could go to any planet in the Star Wars solar system space, where would you go for Vacation? Vacation? Yeah, go you plan planet, just for they, vacation.
1: They blew it up.
2: Which one? They blew up a lot of stuff.
1: Well, they blew it up in Rogue One.
2: Everybody. It's gorgeous. White sand beaches.
1: White sand palm beaches. Palm trees. Palm trees.
2: Okay, so you're luxuriating on vacation. I see.
1: I would love to be there. It just seems like it's water as far as the eye can see. The, <laughs> vegetation, the sea life is probably delicious. You know what I mean? It's probably decadent. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're probably getting pearls and all of that stuff, leaving yeah. the planet, you know what I mean? Swimming with, swimming with aqu- aquatic like mermaids and stuff like that. You know you know they, they messed up the <laughs> ecosystem when they started building all of that stuff because uh, the Empire don't care. The Empire don't. don't care.
2: Oh man, I am a nerd on vacation. I wanna learn some things. And I'm also a person who like, if Disney was like, what Star Wars movie should we make tomorrow? I'd be like, anything with the dark side. Please give me a dark side POV. You're living too Bold dangerous. Move. This is what I love. And I want to go to Mustafar. You, I you s-
1: don't want to survive the vacation. You just want to <laughs> be like, the last thing I want to see are the erupting hills of Mustafar.
2: Listen, it's like going to France and visiting the catacombs. You can go underground and see the Sith Temple. You can see the spot where Vader was born. Like, it's a historically... Like rich space, and I just feel like it'd be really cool to go there.
3: I, I bet the door gets open like maybe two inches before you're like, "Nah, no, I'm no, toward, I'm, good. Uh, I'm good, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good, right?" <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: That okay. thing, no way, no way.
2: No way. Uh, okay, guys, listen, I think I really do think it would be great, but I hear you. Uh, our next question: In a battle royale bracket, which droid makes it to the end? So, if all the droids from star wars are duking it out who's superior in fight style r2 mm, i'm gonna go k2so he's got the height and the reach on all of them
1: r2 can fly
2: k2so just projected arm up and slammed him to the ground he's like, you saw
1: what happened to the last droid that tried to grab r2 <laughs> he got like- set on fire turned to bacon I didn't know metal could turn to bacon. I didn't know metal could crisp like bacon, but apparently R2 got that sauce. And when he sprays that sauce on you and sets it on fire, metal turns to bacon.
2: I'd really like to see an R2 versus Chopper fight. I feel like that is where my big money is coming in. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm putting my money on Chopper. I love R2-D2 down. But Chopper's a murder bot. He kills frequently and without remorse. And I just feel like he would take everybody down. I really do think he'd be Chopper and K2SO in the final battle. And K2SO would win.
3: Watch IG-11 come in and just self-destruct everyone. <laughs> win. Every right. time. Every time. Right.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Right.
1: IG-11's a pretty dope robot, though.
2: He is designed to assassinate.
1: All of the droids that we've named are pretty dope. An, I mean, e- even the one from Solo.
2: Yeah, yeah. Was
1: it L three?
3: L three three seven.
1: Even she, even L three, man. Like L three is the Falcon. You know what Mm. I mean? Mm. Like that's true. And it makes so much sense to why the ship is so temperamental and why you know what I mean and the nav computer, all of these things, man.
2: And she's voiced by the baddest Phoebe Waller Bridge. So you know, I I get it. I get it. It would be it would be a showdown for the centuries. Disney, that's an idea you can have for free. Bracket up all of the droids and let's watch it go down. If you could choose a squadron of pilots, I'm going to say four. Max, which pilots from the Star Wars universe would you choose?
1: Well, Wedge Antilles.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Poe Dameron. Okay. I mean, nobody's, I'd never heard of light speed skipping in my life until Poe Dameron, so.
2: You know what? That is absolutely fair. (laughs) Han Solo. Okay.
1: Anakin Skywalker.
2: Okay. That's a good list. That's a great
1: list. I would say Hera, you know, because she survived all of the battles. I was going
2: to say Sandula. Is, I would say uh, Hera,
1: but I don't know, man. She always has a crew. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. No, it's
2: so, it's so shame. It's I want to,
1: so I want to throw her in there. It's so it's, difficult. because it's I want to throw Lando in there also. Like this is so all yeah. yeah. four. You can't do yeah. four. Like let's <laughs> do a, That's not even a squadron when you really think is about it,
2: it. Not how many are you in a squadron?
1: I don't know in twenty. <laughs>
2: That's too many, Donald. We have to uh, have limits.
1: Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's take Poe out. Oh, 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 okay. We'll do Wedge, Anakin, Hera.
2: <laughs> Your face right now its amazing. Yeah, hey, all this is life or death for Donald. It's really...
1: Well, I mean, because how do you not say Han Solo, and how do you not say Lando Calrissian, and how do you not say Chewbacca? Like, the three of them should all be... Mm, and mm. Nine Nub, also. Like... Those four flying a piece of junk, pretty much.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. More Lando and Nine Nub when they're going in the belly of a Death Star in a transport. Not even in a freaking fighter in a transport. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. This is going to take forever.
2: Okay, all you right. Go. I'll give you. I'll give you my. You're going
1: to question them all. Watch.
2: Yeah, no, true. It's, I, I'm going to take Haldo for sure. Uh again, she, she's my main. She's my bottom and I love her and Who? keeping her close to me. Who? Uh Admiral Haldo. Uh Admiral Haldo is the best pilot in the galaxy? Admiral? What did she do, Haldo. Okay. <laughs> because she went
1: Here. to light speed into a into a star destroyer. It's hard to miss a fleet. It's hard to miss a fleet.
2: <laughs> a, y'all are hilarious. B, if you again read the books? okay you're he alienating a, a
1: whole bunch of people right devil. now
2: i don't care it's my squadron there are my a few squadron, people
1: that have read the princess of alderaan whatever the name of the which
2: is. you should absolutely pick up it's a masterpiece of a book and it informs you on one of the greatest characters in star wars and introduces you to one of my favorite characters Haldo, who is part of my squadron. Thank who me. is the
1: best pilot in the galaxy, I according to Joel? I didn't say she was Joelle.
2: the best. I said she's coming into my squad. She's my okay. bottom. She's okay. my main, and I love her. I'm going to take Poe, for sure, because he's funny. And I feel like he and Haldo would have good conversations. He's a good distractor. I like it a lot. I'm going to take Luke. Luke's good with the force. He knows he's doing. And I'm also going to take Hera. Yeah, because she's going to keep all these bitches in line.
1: You think all of them are better than Anakin?
2: No, but who do I want in my squad? I'm not taking Anakin in anything, okay? He's self-centered. He's like gonna he's not going to listen to anybody's orders. But he's
1: like MJ in the fight. He's like MJ. He's MJ. I don't he's disagree. The, if you're going to look at this in like basketball terms, he's the MJ. Yeah. Of it all and yeah. Lucas Kobe.
2: Sure. But I want people who are team players in my squadron. I want to win. Are-
3: I, I want to win. <laughs> when I hear you. you. Say
2: him? I, I, I want to
3: win. I feel like y'all missed one. I feel like y'all missed one.
2: Who do we miss?
3: To someone who learned from both Anakin Skywalker and Luke and Ahsoka, R2-D2. He's got to be one of the best pilots oh. in the galaxy. Oh, Anality. absolutely. He's got to be, if not the best, he's got to be one of the best.
1: Well, you, you know what? Here's the thing that I, you can always say about R2. He can get you to the door. He never mm. gets you in. You know what True. I mean? Okay. Mm. R2 got Luke to the point to where he could line up and fire that shot. But then what happened, R2 gets blasted and Luke has to do go the rest of the way without his droid.
3: Mm. I think that's why they compliment each other because in Clone Wars, Mace Windu and Anakin are trapped under debris when they're getting hunted down by Boba Fett. Right, and, he and bounces out of there, and, yeah. yeah. And, and it's a, I'm just saying in a pinch, I'm not saying he's my top, but I'm saying he's gotta be in there because he can probably, Oh, uh, there's been a number of times where Anakin has been unconscious behind that, behind that <laughs> wheel, <That's true. laughs> and R2 come oh, no. to, to No doubt,
1: no <laughs> doubt. Uh, and, and same thing with Luke, you know, autopilot, yeah. to get to Dagobah, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Also, another moment, R2 gets, this is why R2 so dope, he'll get you to the door. This is the, the most literal sense of it all. In Return of the Jedi, he gets them to the door of the shield generator, and what happens? He gets blasted, and now yeah. it's up to them. To figure it out so like r2 r2 never really solves the problem but he gets you there right. uh that's and uh, that's why he's so special
2: Ugh, guys so who would be in your squadron i i really want to know it's one of those questions where we could go on literally forever but we do have a timed amount of time we can spend together today so what ship would you be flying in your squadron
1: does it have to be a starfighter or can it be any ship
2: it could be any ship you desire
1: oh shoot well the falcon some oh, type that's a good of, choice. Some type of YT.
2: Mm. I'm going to fly the ghost because I only want to do spy missions.
1: Right. Some type of Carillion something. You know. Okay. I mean?
2: are, 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 yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go the ghost uh, because good at getting in and out of places quietly. And I would mostly take quiet spy missions. I'm not a fighter. If you could switch wardrobes with any character, who would you switch with?
1: If I could wear their gear? Yeah. <clears throat> Han Solo got the dopest gear. Out of everybody, do you want
2: Lando's capes?
1: Nah, man. The <laughs> dude wore a trench coat in the forest. I'm going <laughs> with Han Solo. Mm,
2: mm, mm. I didn't think this over because I think Count Dooku, evil as he is, has a pretty sharp wardrobe, right? Well,
1: yeah, he was a rich. He was a he was a count. He was yeah. a count.
2: He's a count, and he was he was fly everywhere he went. But then I remember Padme has hella gowns, and I was like, "Well, obviously, I'm taking Padme's wardrobe. Everything she wears is decadent and she, gorgeous. Yeah.
1: She had that fly stuff. <laughs> she was like, she was like the cover of GQ for the galaxy. Absolutely, so whatever the ladies go to for their fashion in Star Wars, she mm-hmm. was the point. I'll put it this way: Naboo was the point of. Yep. That, that was the focal point of fashion, if you ask me
2: yes yes i could you, be wrong
1: but you look no, no, at the, no, you look at the right. chancellor the chancellor which flies can be also mm, mm, and his mm, sith mm, garb fly they also,
3: they also had the best looking starships too in my opinion that in one of the star fight. Slick. Mm. Ooh, slick oh slick oh yeah her,
1: her <laughs> shuttle slick slick absolutely yeah. the chrome oh
3: my god yeah mm. when she
2: glides in she's making a statement everywhere she goes for history buffs, she is the Queen Victoria uh, who made everybody wear white dresses after she wore one. It's that level. It's that level. It's influential. Uh, our final question, and I think probably the most important, the question I think Star Wars fans have been asking themselves from get-go, if you could pick anyone to be your Jedi master, who would you choose?
1: This is the easiest one out of all of them. I, want Mace, oh. I want Mace Windu to be my master. Cause he knew everything. He's predicted it all. He, <laughs> he told everybody. Everything. He told everybody <laughs> what was <laughs> going on. <laughs> I sense a. I sense a freaking. I sense a plot by the by the Sith to 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 freaking trick the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. listen. Anakin's bad. I don't trust him. I don't. He even <laughs> says it. I don't trust him. Oh man! Uh, I want the dude that knew the truth. I want the guy that knew it all. And who and who had the purple lightsaber? I want the baddest MFer in the galaxy with a lightsaber to be my master. I want to sip on a shake after I eat a tasty burger. I'm sick of all of these MF snakes on the plane. <laughs> I
2: just want to be trained by Samuel Jackson. Oh Lord. Oh, man. Because I'm a <laughs> c- 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 kid. <laughs> for Star
1: Wars.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Listen, it's hard to argue with that choice. I think if you had asked me like 15 years ago, I would have said the same thing because he was the only black like Jedi master. And I was really I was vibing with that. And I want a black teacher. And that would have been awesome. I would still pick him today, but you picked him. So to uh, diversify our list here. I'm going to say, I want Plo Koon. Plo Koon was...
1: Oh, well, he's Ahsoka's master.
2: Yeah, exactly. Not only is Ahsoka's master, he's got the coolest, like, head, face. Like, for me, like, you know, you saw Boba Fett and he was great, but he was already iconic by the time I come around. When I was sitting and watching the new trilogy, it was Plo but Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. In the back, he looks so cool. Who is that? And yeah. then, throughout the Clone Wars series, we just see him be, like, really cool and calm and level-headed. He's the kind of teacher who, like, Lays back in the cut and is like, "Yeah, adjust your footing. Okay, I see you. You're good. Maybe try dodging that. up you got hit in the face. What did we talk about? Like, I just not too intense. I feel like uh with a lot of the Jedi Masters, they're like just always on you. Like, on I, I can't learn like that. It's very difficult for me. I I think Palcoon would be a great master. Patient, loving, supportive.
1: Yeah, you nailed it. Like that actually would be a great master because he. I don't know whose master who he really was. We, I don't know if we ever got into that in the Clone Wars, but he definitely was Ahsoka's master for a, a stint. Whether it be a year or whatever, she was definitely rolling with him for a mm-hmm. bit and taught the art of detective work and everything in the underbellies of Coruscant. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And he was always an ally for her. You know what, yeah. I don't know if I would go Plo Koon, but if I could be trained by a Jedi, Ahsoka mm-hmm. would be a Jedi I'd like to be trained
2: for. Listen, because he has those lightsabers and is out there teaching kids on their own. Yes.
1: I don't got to just learn the ways of the Jedi. I can learn the ways of the Force. You know what I mm-hmm. mean?
2: If we're going forest benders, I would like to learn from Bindu. Although I imagine that would be a lot of sleeping and waiting.
1: Yeah. Not <laughs> only that, that would be a lot of riddles where you're like, dude, just say this stuff already. <laughs>
2: what are we talking about?
1: What do oh, you mean? <laughs> I am the focus of the sky, but yet I am sleek and dr- Bendu. Just say it, please. <laughs> if I it. went,
2: if you went dark side, who would you? Who would be your master? Because mine would be Asajj Ventress for sure.
1: Nobody. I would never want to be trained by a dark side.
2: Because they kill you, or you have to kill them.
1: Yeah, it's too much torture, man. You don't, <laughs> you don't come. You don't come out of that looking the same. You know what I mean? That's Ugh, every dark side yeah. of that there is. One of it them, does corrupt one, the spirit. Look at it. One got cut in half. One got burnt to a crisp.
2: It's not good one look. got
1: electrocuted to a crisp.
2: It was very painful.
1: One got a scar in his face so long that you can't even believe it. But it looks cool. And one is the clone of an evil Sith Lord. And it was took so much for the clone to make it in life that it stretched him
2: and elongated him and his, you know, made his face a little weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does. Listen, I, I don't disagree with you that the Sith are corrupted visually. It becomes visible to everyone. You can see the evil rolling off them. Uh, and yeah, I think the tool is cool and I love bad guys. And Asajj Ventress is amazing. So if I had the option, I would go with Asajj.
3: If you pick Klo Kundo, you're also going to have a tragic background because you got to see him die in Order 66 if you live. Oh. Yeah, you guys got to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, it
2: depends on where you drop me in the mm-hmm. universe. Well, they, they, all, I mean,
1: they all died in Order 66. So it's yeah. like,
2: you know,
3: most of them. Listen, Mace Windows got thrown out <laughs> of window.
1: He may have been told to say he survived and stuff like that, but he ain't been back yet. We haven't right,
3: seen- no, right. You guys chose Ahsoka, though, too. So you could, you know, still be learning That's some true. stuff from her. Right like, now.
1: right. Right, as of right now, Ahsoka is the right choice, isn't she? Yes, Yes. absolutely. (laughs) She survived. She knew
2: when to get out. She knew the most. And Mace Windu did try to have her thrown out of the Jedi. He was like, yo, I don't trust this girl. She probably murdered that person. Oh, man. No, he didn't.
1: Well, Yoda did too. They just, they all, they said. Everybody
2: did, but Mace was really hard on her. That was
1: Yoda. They all were. They all were like, (laughs) they all were very hard on her. They all were hard on her, except for Anakin and Plo Koon.
2: Yeah. Oh God. Love Fokun. Okay. That's our show guys. That is the pilot for this series. I'm so excited that we're finally making this happen. I cannot wait to bring you great conversations with the people behind the scenes, people in front of the camera and the people who just love Star Wars. Obviously I think by now, you know, we just love Star Wars.
1: Yeah. So listen, if you guys have questions that you want to to ask us and you want us to answer Or if you want us to reach out to, you know, when we do have our guests on, start getting your questions ready now. We'll let you know who's coming on in advance so you can get it going. And we'll have great dialogues and great adventures through this podcast. So please come and chat, get your sip on. When I say get your sip on, get you some Jawa juice, get you some blue Mm. milk, do Mm. what you got to do. Sit down Mm. with us in this cantina and chat it out.
2: Yes, I'm loving it. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy.